Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I once heard a theologian talking about knowing God and He said, imagine you're standing in front of an enormous elephant and you're blindfolded. And uh, you're asked to put one hand on that elephant and with what you can feel with that one hand, describe the entirety of the elephant. The theologian asked, how do you think you would go? Well, not so well, huh? We might sort of get a, a, a small picture of what that elephant is like with that one hand. And he says that the same is true of God, that whatever words we use, whatever images we use, they will always fall so far short of the entirety of who God really is. And, and Jesus, of course, knew that. That's why he spoke in parables. That's why he used metaphors, because he knew that... Uh, The way to encounter God, the way to understand God, is not so much through our human concepts, but but through the heart. Today, we hear two of the shortest parables in the Gospels. Parables which Jesus uses to help us to put some hands on this concept of the kingdom of heaven. the, The life that God offers us. Uh, The theological word we might use is salvation. Today I want to offer you three points that come out of these two short parables. And I hope these these points will help you to perhaps put some more hands on God, uh, uh, give you more of an insight as to what this kingdom of heaven uh, is for you, what, what it invites you into. The first point I want to make is perhaps the most obvious one, and that is finding the, tre- the, the kingdom is like finding treasure, but it's not any treasure. Jesus says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he finds one of great value, he goes and sells everything he owns and buys it. The image here is of a merchant who all his life has been looking for that pearl of great price, you know, the perfect pearl. And then when he finds it, it's so good, it's so valuable that he goes and sells everything he has in order to acquire it. What's Jesus saying here? Well, quite simply, that the kingdom of heaven, this life that I'm inviting you into, is the greatest value of your life. It is the treasure that you want and you need more than any other treasure. Although you don't fully understand it, what Jesus is saying is that it's, it's worthy of being your greatest desire, the number one focus of your life, this, this kingdom of heaven. One, one image that helps me to understand something of, of the kingdom of heaven uh, is, is this. Uh, now, I think, um, I think the official term is baby carrier, but 
just to keep it simple, let's, let's call it a pouch for now. Uh, we, I couldn't help when I, I found this next photo but to uh, share this one as well. Uh, thanks. Uh, for those who are interstate or from another country, uh, uh, this, this guy, uh, Buddy Franklin, is one of the great foot Australian footballers and uh, for the first half of his career he... He played in Hawthorne, uh, which is a local team here in, in Burwood. A lot of Hawthorne fans come to this parish. But then halfway through his career, he saw the light. And uh, he moved up uh, to Sydney, where uh, he now plays for the Sydney Swans, which of course is my team. And I have a feeling they actually beat Hawthorne yesterday. Is that right? Anyway, um, <laughs> how timely. <laughs> but can you see the pouch? There he is with his, with his baby. And, and of course, it's not just limited to, to the human world. The pouch, is, uh, thanks Alex, uh, we, we see in, in the animal world too. For me, this is an image of the kingdom of heaven. It, it, it seems to me that you know, at that time in our lives when we're in the pouch of our parents, uh, that's got to be the time that we're most satisfied. I mean, I'm no developmental psychologist, but it, it, to me that makes sense that when we're in that pouch, when we're kind of in that intimate place uh, with our parents, that we, you know, we have no real questions about our value. We have no doubts about our security. Or, or the goodness of God. We don't need to be anywhere else or anyone else. FOMO doesn't exist when we're in that pouch because everything is just as it's supposed to be. We're content, we're satisfied, we're happy. But of course, we can't stay in the pouch forever. We need to move on. We need to learn to stand on our own two feet. And the way that I see it is that once we've left that perfect world of the pouch, so much of our focus, so much of our energy, whether we realise it or not, is, is given towards trying to recreate those conditions of the pouch to rediscover that security, that value, that satisfaction that we once experienced. Ironically, many of the, the ways that we try and recreate that pouch actually lead us further away from it. And here for me is where the kingdom comes in. You see, to discover the treasure that Jesus is talking about is to realize that you are in the pouch. In a sense, what you're working so hard for, you already have. We are held in the pouch of God in the kingdom of heaven. When you discover the treasure, you realize that, that I'm held right now in the pouch of God. I'm held by a perfect love which embraces me, which, which holds me in my weakness, which forgives and, and heals my deepest wounds. A love which protects and nourishes and makes me whole. The, the psalmist in, in, in Psalm 84, he had experienced this power.
couch of God, this perfect love. He says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. Better is one day in your courts, in your pouch, in the experience of your love than a thousand elsewhere. Once we've found it, once we've discovered this treasure, there's no question that this is it. This is what we're looking for. This is our greatest treasure. Uh, Augustine, uh, St. Augustine famously talks about his own experience of finding the treasure. He says, Late have I loved you, O beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside. And it was there that I searched for you in my achievements, in, in trying to uh, build my image. But you called. And you shouted. And you broke through my defenses, my pride, my hardness of heart. You dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I tasted you. Now I hunger and I thirst for more. This popular, wealthy, well-learned man, he discovered the treasure, the real treasure. He discovered that pouch of perfect love. And, and that, of course, then became the obsession of his life. So the first point is this, this, the kingdom of heaven is, is a treasure, but a treasure like none other. The second point is this, that we don't fully possess the treasure now, but we can get enough of it. We only have to have a look at our own lives, huh? or have a look in, around at our world to know that we don't fully possess the kingdom of God now. It's not ours fully yet. But did you notice in the parable that even though when they found the treasure, they couldn't take it straight away, they had to go and sell something in order to buy it. Did you notice that even laying their eyes on the treasure was enough? The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone has found. He hides it again, goes off happy then sells everything he owns and buys the field. The point is that although we don't yet fully possess the kingdom now, as we open our hearts to the teaching of Jesus, we will discover enough of the kingdom, enough of the treasure to start to uh, receive its benefits now. Benefits that aren't based on our circumstances, but based on our faith. The third point flows on. And that is that the kingdom of heaven, this treasure is a gift, but it does require something from us. Did you notice in both of the parables that they found the treasure? Yeah, they went looking for it, and, and so do we. But they didn't earn it. They found it. It, it, was, it was gifted to them. As much as we try, we can never earn perfect love. All we can do is accept it humbly. That's how we find it. But part of accepting the gift is making a response to it. We see in the parable, as I've already mentioned, that once they found the treasure, they then needed to go off and sell other treasure 
in order to secure it. Time and time again, we see in the teachings of Jesus, we see it in the lives of all the saints, that in order for us to receive the treasure that Jesus wants to give us, it does require us to let go of other treasure. And sometimes that other treasure is good treasure. But, but it's necessary for us to, to loosen our grip on it so that we can receive fully the treasure that really matters. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not a once-off process. That's, that's the journey of our lives. Trading one treasure for another. I heard uh, a priest say once, you know, when we're praying the Lord's Prayer and when we say your kingdom come, in the back of our minds, what we should be saying to ourselves is, my kingdom go. There's a letting go that's necessary if we want to obtain the treasure of the kingdom. But the thing for us to really notice is that the two people in the, in the parable, they were most happy to do it. And that's, of course, going to be the same with us, that, that God will always give us the grace that we need to, to, to let go of our grip on any treasure that's getting in the way of the kingdom of God. It's not something that we need to kind of you know, um, convince ourselves to do. It's, it, it'll, it'll, it's something that we'll desire to do as we start to lay our eyes on the kingdom of God. All we need to do is to respond to the grace that God gives us. To be generous and to be faithful in that response. Now for some of us, that response is going to mean letting go of some of the obvious treasures. You know, things like our our pursuit of success, uh, material security. Uh, popularity, achievement of one kind or another. But, but for, for, for others of us, it means letting go of things that are perhaps a little more hidden. I touched on this a few weeks ago. Letting go, for example, of the hurt and the pain that we've held on to for so long, but in some strange way can become like a treasure to us. Something that we're unwilling to let go of like that guilt that we carry towards ourselves or blame towards ourselves or towards others or that regret or, or, or that hatred that we experience. Or maybe it's physical and emotional pain that you is real for you, but you've become so attached to it that it's in some strange way it's become like a treasure. That you, you take some benefit from it. Maybe that's what you need to let go of. There are so many treasures that can get in the way of the ultimate treasure. There's one more that I wanted to mention today. and I want to call this the, the, the treasure of apathy. It's, um, you know, living on the surface of life numbing ourselves to the bigger picture. Maybe you believe in God, but, but you don't really spend any time thinking about what that means for your life, who it is that God is calling you to be, what it is God might be calling you to do with your life. Maybe that's what you need to let go of in order to embrace the kingdom. As usual, St. Paul puts it most perfectly 
in his own experience, he says, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. You see, Paul discovered what it was like to be in the pouch of perfect love. And that then became his greatest desire, the the primary focus of his life and encourages all followers of Jesus to, to do the same. If this message today has struck a chord with you, I, I want to invite you to make a response right now. I want you to think about a, 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 a treasure in your life that you might need to sell, just like in the parable, so that you can obtain this treasure of the kingdom, the treasure that, that Jesus has for you, a, a treasure that is given freely, but, but a treasure that we need to make a response to, a response in faith and then a response in our lives by, by letting go our of that tight grip on, on other treasures that, that prevent us from receiving the kingdom as fully as we can. So if there is something that you can think of, I, I want you in a moment to, to press pause on this, uh, on this uh, mass and, and just write that thing down. Write it down, whatever that treasure is that you need to sell, that you need to loosen your grip on. Maybe there's a number of them. Write it down. And fold up the bit of paper and put it on your altar or put it on a crucifix or anything that's uh, uh, remotely holy in your, in, your, in your sight. And today, in this Eucharist, I want to offer that up. I, I want to pray that God will give you the grace to, to, to desire to want to let that go so that you can take up more fully the kingdom of God. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.